Hello, Giants. Today, we will discuss teacher incentive allotment, also known as TIA. The TIA is a program created by the Texas legislator as part of House Bill 3 to provide increased compensation for our most effective teachers and also to help attract and retain highly qualified teachers at traditionally hard-to-staff schools. People just don't know all there is to know about Goose Creek schools. In this district, we grow giants. Welcome to the Goose Call. The juice of the goose. Welcome to this episode of the Goose Call. To qualify for TIA funds, Goose Creek CISD is required to complete a rigorous approval process that includes developing a local designation system and rubric that will allow us to designate highly effective teachers by looking at a variety of measures of instructional excellence, including student learning and classroom observations. Once our plan is developed and approved, these designated teachers will qualify for a substantial increase in compensation for their hard work. The exact amount available to each teacher is dependent on a formula determined at the state level, which also takes into account the number of students who are economically disadvantaged. We know you guys have questions, so we've brought in Brooke Dockery, Associate Director of Compensation, and Ron Wyatt, Human Resources Director. Welcome. Introduce yourselves. Hi, my name is Brooke Dockery, Associate Director for Compensation. And I'm Ron Wyatt, HR Director here. Okay, first question is this, what is the purpose of TIA and who is eligible for this? Well, the purpose of TIA is to create a pathway for some of the best teachers in the state of Texas to be able to earn up to a six-figure salary and remain in the classroom. The commissioner has been very clear and very supportive of this being a great way to reward those uh, teachers that are just giving their all to our kids and being able to make sure that they don't feel that they have to leave our classrooms in order to uh, provide for their families. As far as eligibility, um, anyone who is a teacher ultimately will be uh, uh, eligible. I don't want to get too technical. It gets into to PEMS role IDs and all kinds of other stuff, but essentially is if your job is direct instruction of students and you're not in a role such as an administrator, a counselor, or something else, you're most likely going to be eligible if you are that uh, teacher. Full-time teacher. Full-time teacher. Okay. Good deal. So how does a teacher earn as a designation? There are two pathways to earning a designation, national board certification and a local designation system created by the district. So Goose Creek has created a designation system that will rely on teacher observation and student growth measures. They're also planning to create cohorts for those staff members that are interested in pursuing national board certification. So how did that designation, who, how did we come up with that? Was there a committee? Uh, yes, um, we actually had a, a committee. We used the district's um, ILC. Um, and we came up with a basically a draft plan talking, getting feedback from all the campuses and everything to kind of come up with what our initial plan would be. We also looked at districts that have been successful in getting their plans approved and kind of decided we would uh, learn from their successes and mistakes to try to help us get this approved so we can start having Goose Creek teachers earning those extra dollars. Okay, so our, um, our designations attached to specific grade levels or specific subjects, or can all teachers... Uh, apply for these designations? Well, 
the pathways to designation are attached to specific grade levels um, because you're going to have a different measure for, say, a fourth grade math teacher than you are a high school algebra teacher. You're going to use different exams, different ways to, to determine student growth and everything. However, once that designation is awarded, it's attached to the teacher. So if a teacher becomes uh, designated as, say, a master teacher in fourth grade math and the next year they go teach fifth grade science, that designation is going to continue with them because the designation is tied to them. Okay. So for national board certification, any teacher can pursue that, correct? Absolutely. Okay. And then for for the plan, the district is still in the process of creating a plan for which subjects and which, which grade levels may qualify for year one or, or how will that work? Well, so for our initial plan, we wanted to go with Whenever TEA um, approves these plans, it's an all or nothing. They don't pick it apart. They just say, yes, your plan is good, or if there's any part they don't like, your entire plan is thrown out and you have to start over. You have to go back to the drawing board. You have to, absolutely. So when we developed our plan, our goal as a committee was we wanted to get the most, we wanted to have a plan that would affect the most teachers possible that would also have the highest possibility of being approved okay so we are starting off with a smaller uh, sub section of our teachers Um, it's still going to impact the vast majority of our teachers but our goal is eventually to have uh, a pathway for as many if not all teachers in the district to be able to earn a designation in whatever assignment they happen to be in okay so has the committee decided what we're starting off with or are we still in the planning stages we, for that? Uh, we have decided uh, we're going to be focusing on our pre-K through eighth grade uh, reading and math teachers. Okay. And then in high school, we're going to be focused on our English and algebra teachers because we're going to be using the STAR uh, growth measure as our uh, way to show student growth. Because that's an easy way to track progress and check all the boxes that TEA is asking for. Exactly. We know TEA will have no problems with that, so we know it will not trip us up in getting approved. For other areas, such as some of the fine arts or CTE, we're going to have to develop our own growth measures, and TEA has to approve those. And we did not want to risk the majority of teachers because, you know, some of us wrote a bad assessment. Okay, so I'm going to ask one more follow-up question. So, so after year one, let's say that that plan is approved for for what you just said, for for reading and math teachers. For year two, we're applying for additional approval for for other teachers. Is that is that the process? Is that we continue to apply based off what we develop as a district for local measurements for let's say science and social studies and fine arts and that sort of thing. Once our initial plan is approved, we can then resubmit that initial plan again with those added areas. And so that is exactly our plan is once we get approval on our core plan is then we'll resubmit with another group on, get a, with another group or two on there and just slowly basically keep adding year to year. And we're not really waiting uh, until uh, we get approval before we start really looking at the other things. We're already looking into trying to find resources to be those growth measures for other areas. So when that time comes, we're ready to pounce on and move quickly. We don't want to let a lot of lag time in here. Okay. Gotcha. So it's probably a little more work because you have to create the assessment mm-hmm. and the metrics and all of that. Save money with a Community Resource Credit Union mortgage refinance. Whether you're looking to save money monthly with a lower rate, need cash from the equity of your home, or found your supersized dream home, CRCU has the mortgage tailored for your needs. Home of the best rate guarantee and no lender fees. Go to crcu.org slash mortgage refi to apply today. So can a teacher's designation change within the five-year designation period? 
Teacher designations are valid for five years. And within that five-year time frame, they can be put forth for a higher designation, but not submitted for a lower designation. Okay. So they can go up, but they cannot go backwards. Okay. And then remind me, there's how many levels are there? How many designations are there again? There are three. Okay. There is recognized, exemplary, and master. And then based off those designations, we're guessing there's an increase in pay. That for is each correct. One. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay, so let me ask you this. Can a teacher lose their designation if they move from teacher to counselor or teacher to assistant principal? How does that work? They don't lose their designation because their designation is on their certificate and that will travel with them, but the district will no longer be funded for that designation, so they would lose the additional money if they move into a non-teacher role. Because the point okay. is they want te- they want these great teachers to stay in the classroom in front of kids where they're having the biggest impact. Okay, gotcha. I think you've probably already answered this, but if a teacher moves campuses, that designation will follow them, correct? What about districts? Same thing. It'll follow them to the new district, and the money will follow them to the new district. Okay. Will the money change? Yes. It's going to be determined. The The amount of funding is determined on the campus that the teacher is, the teacher at, uh, on the PEAM, the winter PEAM submission date, which is usually around January, February. So wherever they are in January or February, that's going to be the amount of money that is funded, and it's going to vary by district. It'll also vary by campus. So if I'm a teacher and I go to a high-need school, okay, maybe they have more at-risk students or whatever the, the, the qualifications are, it's a higher-need school, will my stipend increase or will it be the same? It would increase. Okay. The range at, say, the master level in Goose Creek for this year uh, at our elementary campuses is between 14,000 at uh, some of our campuses that have a lower number of at-risk students up to $27,000 uh, at some of our most high-need campuses. So it, it is a significant range. So that's a chunk of change. Mm-hmm. So so to hit the, and I guess we don't know yet, but to hit to that, to, to go from recognized um, all the way up to master's, what do I have to do to hit that hit that mark? Is it student performance? It's all about student growth. It's kids showing at least uh, a year's student growth and then also uh, your T-test appraisal. It's it's hitting those higher levels of T-test. And the way that our draft plan is set up, um, we're looking at the top percentages of teachers in the district. So rather than having a certain cut point that everybody must achieve, we're looking at making sure the top of Goose Creek gets at each level. So what percentages are we looking at or have we determined that yet? We're still waiting on approval for that from TEA. It's around the top 20 to 30% would receive a level, and okay. then it breaks down kind of in there. Okay, exciting. So so what is the timeline for implementation uh, for TIA in Goose Creek? Well, we have submitted our uh, initial application. We should receive uh, approval, uh, and I'm, I'm being very positive. We're going to receive approval right. sometime between June and August uh, this summer, um, assuming that yeah, they give us the go-ahead. Next year, the 2022-2023 school year will be our data collection year. That'll be the year we uh, they collect T-test data. They'll also be looking at those student growth measures. The 23-24 school year, uh, in early 23, we will submit all the data to Texas Tech. They'll do some statistical analysis. In around February of 2024, they'll tell us, finally, yes or no, we, we got what we needed. And in September of 2024 is when we should be able to start writing those first uh, big checks to some of our teachers. Awesome. How are they paid out? Are they, is it one lump sum? Do we know that yet? 
we're not 100% sure on that yet. We're, we're really looking at doing the lump sum. Um, the nice thing is in the last legislative session, the legislature did say that all TIA funds are going to be uh, TRS eligible regardless of how we pay it out. So we are looking at doing a lump sum uh, just because it's going it, to, it'll work out the same for the, the teachers that way, but there's something really nice about getting that really, I'd like it's just really the, nice to get a I'd really like big I'd like to get $27,000. Who wouldn't? Yeah. No. That's awesome. Okay, so um, I'm sure that a lot of our teachers are excited to hear this and probably have uh, more questions, of course. So where can uh, we learn more? So questions can be submitted through the TIA SharePoint that's found um, on the district's portal, or they can email myself or Dr. White directly. The state has also put together a really great TIA website that has a lot of good information that can be accessed at TIATexas.org. Awesome. So we'll, our employees will be able to access in the portal, but if you're listening and you're a non-employee, we will put the website in the show notes. Yes. Is there anything else we need to know about uh, TIA that we didn't ask? Uh, one thing I will say, um, because this has come up a lot, uh, people always ask, oh, is the funding for this going to go away? The legislature is very, very uh, supportive of this, and they actually wrote the funding for this into the base school allotments. Um The long story short of that means the way it's written, it will be funded forever unless the legislature actively votes to cancel it and kill it. They can't just allow it to go away like some other things. So they're very, very serious in supporting this measure. So this should be here with us for the long haul. Awesome. Have we... um I'm sure we have talked to other districts or seen other districts who are maybe who maybe started this one year earlier. Have they experienced uh, any successes or any challenges through this process? Have you heard from any other districts regarding their TIA journey? We've talked to a lot of districts all over, both those who've been successful and those who haven't been. Um, the biggest thing that tripped up people who weren't successful was were the districts who tried to do everybody in their first year. And that is why we're taking a little more measured approach. Um, that was their advice was to to really kind of pick a good core that you know you can get past and then add on as you go rather than diving in straight in. You know, we've just tried to really rely on kind of what's really worked for in other districts to help shape our initial framework instead of just starting from scratch. Yeah, well, it so- sounds like the, the need or the, the goal is to attract highly qualified teachers to schools that, that are in higher need of highly qualified teachers. And so um, it'll be interesting. It seems like a very exciting thing for, for teachers to, to be able to, to earn more money. Um, anything that is going to pay our hardworking teachers more for the, the great job they're already doing, I don't see how we can't apply for it. Absolutely. Also. Exciting. Well, thank you, Ms. Dockery, Dr. Wyatt. For employees, please visit the portal to learn more about TIA. Thank you, Community Resource Credit Union, for sponsoring this episode of The Goose Call, and thank you for listening.